Welcome to House Call, the podcast where we dive into the do's and don'ts of interior design. I'm your host, Caroline Klein. I'm an interior designer, vintage obsessed, and I want you to love coming home as much as I do. I'm here to give you practical tips and a roadmap to creating a home you never want to leave. Think of this as a coffee date with your interior design bestie. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the podcast, my friends. What a week it has been. We are still in the thick of it with lots of work and starting to get ready for the arrival of this little baby that's coming in a few months, which is so crazy. I feel like the third trimester is going to go by so quickly. And we have tons of things going on this spring, but I just want to feel like I can unplug a little bit when he arrives. And as of right now, I'm feeling good and I have a ton of energy to get all of the work done that needs to be done, which is excellent. But we'll see if that changes or I guess that probably will change. So it's just a matter of when. So what I have been loving this week, lately, I have been loving foraging for stems. And by foraging, I mean simply going out into my neighborhood with my handy dandy clippers and finding some pretty stems to cut. I'm not going nuts here and going out into the woods. I love having fresh flowers and stuff all throughout my house. I like having them in our bedroom and on the island, on the coffee table, the dining room, down in my studio. But that is a lot of flowers to buy every single week. So instead, what I've been doing is I just get a couple bouquets at the store every week. And to supplement that, I go out into the neighborhood and I find the prettiest stems that I can find and I put those into a tall vase. It makes a huge statement and it's free. And it requires no extra time also because I just go on my daily walks anyway. And all it really costs me is a few weird glances from my neighbors or people driving by, but that's totally fine. But side note, don't go hauling off and doing this in somebody else's front yard, obviously. Okay, this week we are going to be diving into part two of kid and pet friendly content. Last week, we talked a lot about kid and pet-friendly materials, everything from countertops to upholstery to rugs and flooring and paint. So if you haven't listened to that episode and that sounds interesting to you, maybe go check that out. This week, we're going to be getting into some more practical tips. Okay, so we're going to start off with pets and then move into tips for a more kid-friendly home. So regarding pets, if you are really committed I would choose colors that are similar to the color of your pets. So for instance, if you have a golden lab and you choose a rug that has like sort of a beigey base rather than something super dark, you're not going to see every single speck of hair and that will make cleaning a lot easier for you. I also love to use empty corners for pet beds or unused corners for like a kind of a designated area for your pet to sit. We all have these kind of like nooks and crannies and corners in our house where a piece of furniture doesn't necessarily make sense, so it's just left empty. So this is a great opportunity to make a designated place for your pet. I would make sure that it's in your line of sight so your pet can still feel included, still feel like part of the family. You could put down a nice pet bed or if it's an area like under your stairs or in your closet, you could totally kind of trim it out for your pet, which would be great. And this is great because it's a great way to keep your pet's area kind of out of the way of foot traffic. 
Another tip I have about pets is if you have the space, designate a pet sort of room. And by this, I mean like a laundry room or a mudroom. I think it's a great idea to have all of your pet stuff in a specific place that's out of sight. Not that your pet like shouldn't be free to roam wherever they want if you so choose, but it helps kind of keep all of their stuff organized and everything from the, their food and their treats and their grooming stuff all in one place. Because frankly, pet like stuff isn't usually the most attractive thing ever. So putting it somewhere that's a little bit more tucked away, I would say isn't a bad thing. Another thing that I love, however, is when your pet's stuff is sort of hidden in plain sight. So my mom, for instance, keeps her dog's treats hidden right in plain sight. She has a cute little like blue and white ginger jar that has a lid that's on a side table in her living room and it holds all of her dog's treats and you really wouldn't be able to tell. It just looks like a little piece of decor and her house doesn't look overrun with pet stuff, but it's super convenient and it's adorable. Okay, so moving on to kids and some of these tips for kids will apply to pets, so just keep that in mind. But the first piece of advice that I have if you have kids is rounded furniture. And what I mean by that is things like an upholstered ottoman in a living room instead of a coffee table or something with curved edges so that your kids don't crack their heads open. I remember I was babysitting this family of five kids when I was a teenager. I was probably 14 or 15, which is an insane amount of responsibility when you think about it. (laughs) But they had two twin boys that were learning how to walk and they had this wood coffee table with edges that were like a freaking knife. They were so sharp. And I remember just being, I was just living in constant fear that those kids were going to fall over and cut their head open on the edge of this coffee table when they were trying to get up and would fall over. It was so stressful. So I just want to offer that maybe when you are purchasing furniture and you know there are going to be kids or grandkids in your house, consider those super sharp edges. And along those same lines, another piece of advice is I like to incorporate lots of upholstery for plenty of kind of snuggly or soft areas. I just did a project with a family and we did an upholstered leather ottoman in their living room and the kids loved it. They were so funny. They were always like launching themselves off of something and building forts and getting up to all kinds of things. And that was such a fun project for me to work on because I want the spaces that I design to work for like everybody in the family, not just the adults. And upholstered ottomans or something similar to that is a great option for family-friendly spaces because your kids can kind of use it as a climbing gym, more or less. And then when you want things to be a little bit prettier, you can just put a large tray on that ottoman with a candle and some books and a little plant. And all of a sudden, your living room will look really elegant and beautiful. So it's sort of this, like best of both worlds situation. And along the same lines as an ottoman, it's also so fun to incorporate a couple cute bean bags in the corner of your kids like playroom or in their bedroom because what kid doesn't love a good old bean bag? 
And I also want to say that there are some really cute ones out there that don't look like the neon fur bean bags of the 90s. They have some really cute like striped options out there that would work well in a kid's room or in a playroom. Okay, next up, let's talk about storage. This is a super important aspect of a family-friendly home, in my opinion. Families of any shape or age or size tend to have a lot of stuff that needs to be stored. That's just the nature of so many people living in one space. So when I'm designing a family-friendly home, I really want to make sure that we are accommodating for all of that stuff. One of my favorite ways to do this is to choose pieces that have closed storage. And by that, I mean credenzas that have like closed cabinets and drawers. Basically, I'm looking for places where you can shut the doors and conceal the mess. I love open shelves and I love like glass cabinets. I think they're beautiful. But the big drawback to that is that you aren't going to have as much storage to just hide all of the not pretty things that everybody has in their home. I'm not under any illusion that a family that has young kids or frankly any kids of any age doesn't make a mess. So let's just find a place to store all of those things that you don't want to see on a daily basis. So things like kids coloring books and art supplies and toys and games and just general junk can be closed behind solid cabinet doors. I think the biggest difference between a beautiful, calm, relaxing home and a kind of chaotic one is just how well you think about storage, truly. No beautiful home in Architectural Digest or whatever magazine you're looking at has stuff laying out. So if you just think about effective and easy storage solutions, you'll be well on your way to a prettier home. And I also want to say that I think it's important to think about these solutions because I want you to feel like you have all of the stuff that you need close by. So I don't want you to feel like you have to go rummaging in some back storage closet every time you need to get out the coloring books because that's just not practical. And if your home's not practically functional, it's not, it doesn't, it's not successful design. So when you have just an extra 20 minutes before soccer practice starts and you still need to shower and get ready, I want you to be able to just grab some coloring books really quick and keep everyone busy because it's that kind of convenience that really makes the difference in your daily life. And I think that that's why design, good residential home design can make such a difference in your daily life. I'm actually thinking about replacing, we have this low bookshelf in our house that sits right behind the sofa. And I'm thinking about swapping it out at some point for something that has drawers and cabinets because I just want to have more spaces, especially with this baby coming, where I can conceal kind of just conceal the crazy, if you know what I mean. Okay, next up, let's talk about baskets, which is another great storage option. I am basically a basket hoarder. I love baskets, and I have tons of different baskets of every material, shape, size, and I love to use them in almost every family-friendly project that I work on. And here's why. You can just toss all of your stuff in it and your home will instantly feel cleaner two seconds later. 
Okay, so just imagine this. You have company coming over in like 10 minutes and your kids have built a fort and decided to build a Lincoln Logs mansion and your other kid is becoming the Jackson Pollock of the 21st century and there's stuff everywhere. Just chuck everything into some baskets that sit in the corner and within about five minutes, your home is going to look so much better and you will feel so much better. Now, I'm all about a place for everything and everything in its place, but in my experience, that's not always a realistic goal when the chaos, like, really truly hits. So baskets are that great sort of in-between when you just need things to feel tidy for your mental health, and you can just deal with the organizing and the deep cleaning later. I tend to tuck them into corners or use them in open shelves, And it just kind of depends on the layout of the space and what the size of the baskets are. And like I've mentioned, the great thing about them is that they can really be used for anything, whether they're kids' toys, pet toys or medicine, cleaning supplies, extra blankets and pillows, or papers that need to be sorted, because I think everybody has that problem, right? Or is that just me? (laughs) Okay, so that's a little bit about my kind of go-to storage options for a family-friendly home. But now let's move on to rugs. One of my favorite things to incorporate in a family-friendly home is a large rug with plenty of play area. I think the reality is that kids play on the ground, like, all the time. And I think we should give them space to do that. I personally love to do like a super large rug in a living room and make sure that there's plenty of negative space. So like no furniture sitting on some of it so that your kids can really spread out and play. If you have too much furniture crammed into one room and on your rug, you're going to feel super cramped and annoyed when your kids are playing Legos on the living room floor and you're trying to like move around in this space also. Because at the end of the day, we really want to be creating spaces where our kids can feel comfortable and free and like it's their space and that you can still function and not feel like things are too chaotic And if you're cramming your house full of so much stuff that they can't spread out without everyone else getting annoyed, then I don't think that that's a successful design. And along those same lines, my next piece of advice is just generally speaking, don't have too much stuff or like clutter or styling stuff laying around. I don't know about you, but when every surface in my home has stuff on it, whatever that is, it's super overwhelming for my brain. But then you throw in your kids like Hot Wheels and the art supplies and things can start to feel super overwhelming and difficult to keep clean. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a little styled moment on a few of the surfaces in every room. But if every single side table or coffee table and shelf, basically every flat surface is covered in beautiful things, then your home isn't going to feel like a home to everyone because your kids can't bring out their art supplies or whatever and play on the coffee table. Plus, in my experience, it is so much harder to keep things tidy when you're having to clean like around the kids stuff and around the beautiful styled objects. 
My advice when you are in the thick of it of kids that have a lot of stuff is stick to a few like kind of bigger statement styling pieces that you feel comfortable moving around to kind of navigate your kids' activities. So for example, having one large vase with beautiful flowers in it that's not too difficult to move is a lot easier than having to move, you know, five or six little objects, if that makes sense. So my next tip is somewhat related to the last thing that we talked about, but use trays. I briefly mentioned it before, but consider using a tray for your coffee table or ottoman or your kitchen island to hold a candle and some pretty objects. Then when the kids are watching a movie or wanting to play a game, you can just easily move the entire tray off to the side. It may sound obvious and maybe a little bit inconsequential, but it's that kind of balance of like function and beauty that makes it achievable for your house to be well-designed and work well for your family. Along those same lines, you can also use trays to kind of corral your kids' stuff. So things like art supplies or games or whatever, you can keep them all on one tray. And then when they want to use their art supplies, just bring out the art supply tray and then move your pretty kind of styled tray off to the side. Again, it might sound dumb, but I think it's kind of easier to code switch and tidy when things are corralled. And lastly, I just want to offer one more piece of advice is buy heavy or high quality furniture. And this definitely goes for both kids and pets, but undoubtedly your kids and your pets will be running around and playing chase and playing hide and go seek. And I think that they should do that in your home. But when furniture is super light and flimsy, it's going to topple really easily. So when I say heavy or high quality furniture, I don't mean things that necessarily look visually heavy, like it came out in like 2002, where it just looks like kind of visually overwhelming. But instead, think about things that have a good base of support that aren't going to topple over when somebody bumps into it when they're rounding a corner really quickly. And if you have furniture that is prone to tipping, like bookshelves or dressers or whatever, be sure to secure those to the wall. Um, It's probably pretty obvious to most parents, but I think it's important to mention nonetheless. And then one more thing that I forgot to mention last week regarding countertops. Rounded corners could be the better option depending on the layout of your kitchen. My mother and father-in-law have a corner in their kitchen that kind of sticks out as you round a corner and my nephew would come like whipping around that corner and apparently like slam his head into the corner over and over and over again. Poor kid. And they eventually, just when he came to town, taped a pool noodle to the edge of that corner so that his poor little head wouldn't get knocked out. So that wraps up a lot of my kind of practical tips. Again, there's so many different ways to make a home family friendly for your family. But one final thing that I wanted to leave you guys with is infuse your kids' personalities into the house. Not everything in your house needs to be serious and beautiful and like it belongs in a magazine. 
You can frame your kid's artwork and hang it up in the hallway, or you can display their pottery projects on the open shelves in your kitchen, or hang your kid's ukulele on the wall. I think that all of these things add up to a beautiful home that feels like all of the people that live in it. It just takes a little bit of thought and care in how to infuse your family's personality into what is your dream interior design aesthetic. So that is all that I have for you guys this week. There is so much more that I could talk about when it comes to creating a beautiful and functional home. So if you have any questions, please let me know. Or if you have any ideas that really help you and your family, I'd love to hear them. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.